Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Uh, today, uh, we have the America's Heroes Group Roundtable, legally speaking, with Steve. Um, he was a, an incredible attorney. Uh, today is Saturday, April 24th, 2021. April is Sexual Assault Awareness and National Death History Month. Uh, our panelist is Stephen J. Seidman, founding attorney of Seidman Law Office with over 30 years of as an exceptional and experienced trial lawyer. Focused on personal injury, Steve is America's Heroes Group partner, sponsor, and advisory board member. Uh, what an incredible uh, partner we have in Steve. Uh, if you have any legal problems, make sure you look him up. I'm telling you. Uh, our discussion today is the t 2021 updates on legal issues. And it is always an honor to have you on, Steve. Uh, you know, give us an idea of what's going on with these 2021 20, uh, updates. I know you always have a wealth of information to share with us. And uh, um, I, I thank you, Doctor. I, I will say that uh, on the Zoom, I'm, I'm not letting into the room yet, but that's that's good because many times people say I only have a face for radio anyway. I will tell you that uh, last time I'd like to, to focus on a few issues today. And one of the things we left with last time uh, was that, uh, doctor, you had had some experience with discrimination yes. claims. Yes. Discrimination claims. And I'm going to I'm going to finish with that because I'd like to talk about military discrimination as well as racial military discrimination. And, and what you raised last time is something that we need to, to talk about, if you don't mind. So I'll leave oh, that sure. to the end and Absolutely. First, start, first start with uh, the, the other legal updates that we have. The first of which is, and, and this is our executive producer, Glenda Smith, uh, doing, I believe, in many respects, getting things moving a couple of years ago. Um, but believe it or not, for the first time in, in history, and we've been talking about a lot of, of military history, a, a United States Air Force general is being court-martialed for the first time in the history of the service. Why? The charge is linked to allegations of sexual assault against a civilian during a 2018 off-duty incident. The Air Force said it was unclear when the court-martial will take place, but, Doctor, this is a very big deal because for years, and this is one of the things that we worked on talking about, um, uh, there was so much rampant sexual discrimination going on in the ranks and uh, overlooking of that discrimination over the years uh, that uh, something had to be done. And it was sort of brought to bear by this uh, Ms. Guillen's death uh, recently, and it brought a groundswell. And this particular Air Force general is a two-star general, and the sexual assault charge is against uh, Air Force Major General William Cooley, former commander of the Air Force Research Laboratory. Uh, and uh, there was a preliminary Article 32 preliminary hearing, and uh, the decision, they said, was not made very lightly. But since this is Sexual uh, Discrimination Month, um, this sexual assault charge 
it was tied to an off-duty incident in 2018 where this man made undesired sexual advances, including kissing and touching a civilian um, person in New York, a woman. And uh, he was charged with um, uh, this particular violation of the Uniform Code of Military Justice for further review. Um, And actually, once again, the first time in Air Force history, a general officer has faced this type of trial. So maybe what we're seeing is, is that the Air Force and the Army and the, and the, and the Armed Services as a whole will start to uh, make sure that they're going to uh, do things in the proper way and, um, and follow through with these discriminatory uh, charges, especially when it's dealing with those individuals in the military. And, and what we've seen over the years is, of course, all kinds of sexual discrimination, not only against other sexes, but, you know, same sexes. And it was overlooked, white, you know, whitewashed. They just kind of put it in the side and didn't do anything about it. So hopefully this is a, a good thing to come. And is, 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 is when you get a general on the hook here, that's a big deal, as you know. Yes, um, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. so, yeah, Steve, I have one and, quick question about that. Because you were saying that it, this is a civilian person that he was making these advances towards. Um, yes. Yeah. So, so it's, it's even stricter than just your military command, right? So it's what you do in public too with other people. Exactly. And so he he uh, actually was in public in, in an event. I don't know whether it was in a bar or otherwise. And um, um, basically, he he apparently made some uh, un, unwanted advances, including some touching and kissing. Yes. Um, and you know that obviously is uh, you know a big deal. And and actually. What they said was it was interesting that the Judge Advocate Corps, which is the legal division of the military, mm-hmm. they uh, they said that uh, usually general officers don't want to prosecute each other because it's the old boy chummy network. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. now we have, again, we're going to talk about General Lloyd Austin, who is the Secretary of Defense, and he's made combating sexual assault <laughs> in military priority. And one of his first acts after taking office was to order a review of how the military handles these types of cases. And the quote was, the Air Force trial judiciary will identify a senior military judge and coordinate timing and venue for the court martial proceedings, service explained, adding that the jurors or court members must either be officers of higher rank or equivalent grade, but with an earlier date of, of rank to the accused. So, I mean, General Austin has made it uh, a, a, a thing of his to to, uh, to stop what has been before all this a major problem, and this, of course, as you pointed out, Doctor, was was done outside uh, of the military institution, off base, so to speak. So it even brings a more stringent review to it. <laughs> yes, yes, boy. <laughs> um, if I could go through just a couple of sure. old things that we talked about. First of all, mm-hmm. uh, Doctor, you're, you're familiar with the. Uh, the earplug situation. The, the first, yes. what we call bellwether trial, is ongoing. And, and if you, to those that don't remember, uh, these earplugs were manufactured by Aero uh, Manufacturing Company, and they were then uh, Aero was bought out by 3M. It turned out that Aero uh, paid the federal government about nine million dollars uh, for what's called in a key tam case, a whistleblower case. That actually uh, turned out that these these earplugs were ineffective. They didn't work at all. And of course, as you know, being in the military, 
you know, the ground shook when you used to, to go around. I mean, it, oh, it, it, yeah. literally you're hearing. So people got tinnitus. They got loss of hearing. So the, the lawsuit and uh, this litigation is going on for a few years for those people that have loss of hearing and also have tinnitus, which is the ringing in ears, is now the bellwether trial is now started. So what is a bellwether? If the plaintiffs win the case, then uh, there there might be settlements that might occur afterwards. It's the same thing we've seen with uh, the the roundup litigation um, oh. and all the multiple things. The roundup, of course, being the weed killer. Uh, so there's bellwether trials and, and the, the talc cases with Johnson & Johnson. And what it takes is, for, for them, the companies to lose, and then once they lose a few a few times, then they'll start maybe talking about settlements. So these um, uh, bellwether trials are important, and one is outgoing, ongoing. Yeah. Um, if you might remember that years ago, uh, not that too, too far distance past, there was a 2015 ar- outbreak at the Quincy Veterans Home, and it was a Legionnaires outbreak. One of the things that uh, our firm does a lot of at Simon Margulis and Fairman is Legionella. Uh, bacteria and, and uh, litigation. And Legionella is this, this disease that it basically comes from birds, goes in the dirt, ends up in fountains and water. And it started off at, at a Legionnaires, uh, a Legionnaire conference uh, way back when and, and was spread through the air, air purifiers, the air conditioning uh, tank units. And as a result of that, uh, many people got sick and died of this respiratory uh, disease that, that kills and also um, leads to cognitive developments. Well, at Quincy in 2015, if you might remember, the state of Illinois had this veterans home, and there were uh, a number of people that got the Legionella bacteria, and a number of people that died. Uh, and uh, talking about changing things, 14 residents of 14 deaths at, it were tied out were, were tied up to the outbreaks, uh, and 12 of the families sued in the state of Illinois Court of Claims. Um, what happened in the court of claims is it used to be a hundred thousand dollar cap. And because of this, and, and I was interviewed by WBZ, I remember, um, the cap was changed. It's now $2 million. And, uh, hmm. the, the people who actually were part of the, uh, 12 people that died, they, they settled for a total of $6.4 million, wow. which to me is not an abnormally high amount for 12 people. Uh, the settlements range from what I'm understanding from 775 to, uh, um, or I'm sorry, 75,000 to 750,000, depending on the age, the health, and everything else. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is that our firm and, and uh, my partner and I, Melanie Fairman, tried a Legionella case for a retired lawyer and got uh, uh, $3.8 million. So wow. you can still see <laughs> that, which did set a record for Legionella verdicts in Illinois, but at the end of the day, you could see the disparity between um, the veterans who who are trying to, who tried to get the, the monetary amount uh, and uh, those in the general public who might have a lawsuit. So there's still a disparity, um, but this comes up with the same Quincy Veterans Home now. Um, there were take a guess, but I, I won't make a guess. But there were 24 <laughs> COVID-19 related deaths reported at the Quincy Home. 24. Wow. Um, there are lawsuits. By the way, with regard to that Legionella situation, the Attorney General, Kwame Waro, refused to bring any, uh, file any charges in the deadly Legionella outbreak uh, if, at Quincy and said, well, these are just more like an accident. Nobody meant for this to happen. But mm-hmm. there's such a thing as gross negligence. But um, 
recently in February, uh, uh, Attorney General um, decided not to bring any charges whatsoever. And sometimes, as we all know, the only way we are able to rectify things to make sure they don't happen again is to go ahead and and to bring charges at times. And the reason I mentioned the 24 COVID deaths, 24 at Quincy, uh, you know, that, that's abnormally high for veterans' homes. So we have the same home uh, who's already been um, brought to bear because of their water system, which was totally defective and caused disease and death. Um, so now there are lawsuits in the state of Illinois, court of claims for those. Um, and um, it's important to note that, uh, you know, that that home is and it's a veteran's home, so it has some issues. Um, I'd like to talk, take a few minutes if I could, doctor, because mm-hmm. I know time's going to go short, is what you mentioned last week. In in veteran discrimination, there's a bunch of types of veteran discrimination. And one of the types that we see uh, in recently a major company just settled where uh, people who are in the military are not given um, leave off of work uh, and sometimes discipline for doing their military duties. Well, that's against the law, and that's discriminatory. And that can lead to a lawsuit. In a recent uh, large company, just settled for I think it was six million dollars um, because of doing that to their, uh, their 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 veterans or their mil- active military uh, employees. In other words, those are active military have to leave go to the military. Sometimes they'd be terminated or disciplined or just laid off because they leave for an extended period of time. You're not allowed to. Do that. Uh, there's also a lot of veterans' rights discrimination. I think that this started, in my mind, to come to, you know, kind of an issue last week, when you, last time, last month, when you talked about how, as part of the disability, the veterans' disability process, you know, there, there was an inordinate amount of African-American people who were not getting the same type of, dis- of, of treatment and benefits, yeah. uh, the success ratio from your own anecdotal evidence, yes. was not less than a white person. And so what I think, you know, in thinking about this after that show, how do we explore um, whether or not that is indeed true? And I think one of the things we need to do is do a FOIA or maybe a letter uh, to General Austin. And I, I plan to do that, and, and I don't know if I can enlist maybe your your name on, on the letter as well. But I think sure. that the only, good, cause the only way that we're going to ever determine whether or not there is this, 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 this statistical discrimination, which, you know, last time I was on the show, I told it, I, I, I reiterated the 60 minute story and the statistical abnormalities of, of African Americans being jet pilots, uh, being in major command yes. and enough was enough. And, um, and that, in fact, uh, there, there had been some um, uh, social media done by one of the uh, large, you know, major officers, and it has really taken traction. And, and the way this all came up for the listeners was that when I mentioned this to, to you last month, uh, you had said that you've seen it sort of anecdotally with the, dis- with the, the disability process. So in oh, other words, absolutely. yes, yeah, so maybe you can tell us just a little bit about it, because what I want to do, taking the remaining few minutes, is to figure out a game plan that we could, you know, during this show, um, uh, through through Miss Glenda Smith, there was we, we took an active sexual discrimination uh, role there. We we yes. had something to do, I believe, with changing the Ferris Act 
in that we had uh, uh, the Ferris Act is, is was an immunity for those people in the military who couldn't sue for malpractice. There was a change there. Uh, there's been some changes, and I think the only way that this all starts is for us to start. And uh, so I think the best way for us to do is to see how we get through FOIA federal information request, um, uh, the statistics on the amount of white people, the amount of black people who have applied, the amount have been, uh, the amount of people that have been on it or successfully uh, managed to get benefits who are white and black and what the statistical abnormalities are. Yeah. Um, yes. But if you could just tell us what your, what your experience would be, I think that would be helpful. Well, you know, part of my personal experience is that, you know, I, I was going to the VA and uh, actually had some, um, you know, uh, things that happened to me when I was overseas. One, one of them was getting, you know, the tinnitus in my um, left ear. I was um, actually involved with the landing of an RPG that just blew uh, these bars out of a, uh, out of a wall. Um, and it, it sort of resounded in myself and uh, a sergeant that was with me uh, in uh, Mosul, Iraq. Uh, we actually had... Um, I had blacked out and, um, you know, uh, you know, fallen to my right knee. And I didn't even realize that until a little bit later. And pieces of it sort of unfold as you're coming out of it. But it was sort of like private, you know, saving Private Ryan when he landed on that beach and everything was exploding and he sort of had a blackout period. That's 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 the best way I could explain it, and it felt like a shock wave going through your body over and over and over again, like you were a bell ringing. That's how how my uh, body felt, um, and uh, when I came out of it, I could see people, but I couldn't hear anything, and they were yelling and saying, you know, looking at me and saying, you know, um, are you okay? I guess, and I, I was, um, you know, as a, com- a you know commander at that point, you know, for the um, you know the uh medical unit at that uh, you know on the, on the fob so uh, you know i just told him i said you know take cover take cover because i didn't know if another one was coming in and uh the next thing i remember was sitting down it was nighttime at that point this you know it was in the afternoon when this happened uh somewhere around 2 uh p.m. um you know 1400 hours and then i I just remember sitting at a desk, sitting at next to a station, trying to do something for this cut that was on my knee. And then, you know, it's just like a flash by. It was just, it's kind of surrealistic, you know, when you go through that. So when I got back, I was talking to, you know, um, you know, uh, people who are, the, first of all, the person, you know, the healthcare providers, and they had your ba- their back to you. They were in the computer screen completely. Uh, you know, weren't taking everything down. If you said something, it was like, okay, okay, that's fine, fine. But what about your blood pressure? You taking your medications? And what, what about this? What about that? <laughs> and they never would, uh, I don't think, annotate the things that you were saying. Never really paying any credence to what you're saying. And um, they, they actually, you know, had a, a back problem uh, as well. Um, uh, f- you know, from uh, being thrown around in, on some of the um, missions that we were doing because I was in uh, mechanized infantry and then also on uh, Black Hawk helicopters doing hard landings and, uh, you know, hurt, hurt my neck, uh, you know. So every, all these things that we were talking about, they uh, didn't even want to pay attention to it. Uh, went to, when I went to a review, I was sitting in a room uh, because uh, there was some things uh, tied to that 
And um, so we were this, you know, uh, working with, uh, you know, this one person who just didn't even pay attention. And, and that's all I can say. He, he really um, never wrote anything down. He uh, then told me that he wasn't there to see my back. I sent, uh, I had a letter with me from my personal provider. Never looked at it, so I had to turn it in. And uh, you know, after the meeting, but he said then the 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 the, uh, uh, the, the uh, evaluation came through and it said zero percent for your back. And I said, I thought he said he's not going to even look at it. <laughs> so that that's the kind of thing that was going on, Steve. And we're running out of time right now, so we're going to okay. uh, cut cut in. But I, I really want to have you back on to talk about this because I think this is a major yeah, move. Next time we're going to spend solely the, on yes, this. Sir. Yes. So have a great day. Thank you for having me. Okay. Thank you, Steve. Okay. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.